Hello and welcome to I Hate Music. Today I have uh, Dylan Neal from Thief. How's it going, Dylan? It's good. Awesome. <laughs> good to see you, man. It's been a while since I've seen you. Yeah. Since we've yeah. spoken uh, in the flesh, kind of in the virtual flesh, I guess, mm-hmm. um, as it is. Um, I'm really excited about this one, actually. this uh, Your new record is probably my album of the year. I adore it. It's it's so great. It's okay. I mean, I loved I loved Map of Lost Keys. Um, I feel like this one is even more rich and deep, um, provocative, confounding. Uh, it's just it's all at once beautiful and confusing, and uh, it's just it's I'm I love it so much. Thank um, you. It was kind of a grower for me, though. Honestly, first couple yeah. listens. Yeah. Uh, Definitely some curveballs I wasn't expecting. Um, yeah. You know, honestly, things like apple eaters kind of threw me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just so, so catchy. Uh, Scorpion yeah. Mother. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm really excited about the record. Um, absolutely love it. Been listening to it almost nonstop. Um, so, yeah, I, I really wanted to get you on the podcast, talk about the record. I want to talk about production techniques, writing, you know, whatever you want to share it would be totally awesome um yeah but first i want to talk about a little bit about the transition from map of lost keys to the new record 16 deaths like did you have did you go into this record with like any different ideas or were you thinking like kind of like expanding the formula of the first one or were you thinking like what were your thought processes around this new record I think uh, <clears throat> the core my, – my first thought going in is I wanted to make some more like heavier, uh, darker, aggressive stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, directly sort of uh, inspired from playing live, you know. You've, you sure. know, we've, we've played live together and like Thief is a lot heavier live. Mm-hmm. Um, and that shit is so much fun to play. Like even, even like when we play – a somewhat softer track on an album it's loud it's louder and just heavier life so i wanted to yeah yeah i wanted to capture some of that um and uh to have to play them live but also i just wanted to capture that sort of feeling of of thief on a record um because right. i think the prior two records um you know they have their moments but um they're not they're not quite heavy all yeah. around yeah i i mean i i definitely see what you're saying there um I mean, that's what convinced me to love Thief was seeing you guys live. Mm. Um, I mean, I love the records, but it, it was a totally different experience. Mm, you know, yeah. Seeing you live with, with Chris and Robert, it's a um, much different experience. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah so, so that makes sense to me. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I can't remember if I had like a transition plan out of mm-hmm. Map of Lost Keys so much. Um, uh, I knew that, what was I going to say? I knew it was going to be a longer album, um, because I had a lot more ideas and I had, um, a lot more sort of tracks already in the making, um, gear, like the gear I use sort of directs my, um, writing process. So mm-hmm. for every album I've, I usually, you know, drop, drop a couple nickels and buy some new gear. Yeah. So that, that definitely influences that. So on this album, there's, um, 
it's a little bit more uh, modular synth on it. Okay. Um, yeah. And um, I also, I knew I wanted some really pretty moments um, directly inspired by uh, the ending, the last half of uh, the last track on Map of Lost Keys. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's got that real big washy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not synths. It's actually, uh, it's like three or four different orchestral tracks stretched out. Um, oh, and I okay. just And I just put them sort of in the same key. And I messed with like, it's a lot of grand. It's not stretched out so much. It's more. It's it's uh, playing through a granular synth. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're just getting all these little bits of it of different ones at the same time. Anyway, yeah, I wanted some of that. I also, like, I wanted to make some fucking pop bangers. In, sure, But yeah. s- still be thieves. So that's how uh, um, Apple Eaters and um, Loverboy came about. Mm-hmm. Is You know, I, I just wanted to do it. Uh, you know, there's some pop music that I like, and um, but I wanted to make it, you know, dark and sort of um, uh, fierce. Yeah. You know, you don't, yeah. you don't hear a lot of fierce pop music. Yeah. And I think Apple Eaters for sure um, makes me think of that, like fierce pop music. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I mean about it. It took me by surprise. Like one thing I loved about, about Thief is you do have a lot of catchy moments and catchy songs. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this record is even more so, you know, this yeah. was like, um, especially, like I said, like songs like Apple Eaters, but like, you know, Scorpion Mother is the one that sticks in my head the most. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The chorus that's is like, on that. That's like the true trip hop track on the yeah, album. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, your vocals on that song are just so bright and yeah. clear, and I don't know, just serene. It's 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 a super catchy song. Thank you. Yeah, vocal production I would say throughout the album is much more pop ish, in that they're they're much more upfront. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, production wise, and then I think the other sort of guiding line I had was I knew the lyrics were going to be a little less um, uh, what, uh, opaque. I was okay. going to let my, I was going to let myself be a little more like vulnerable with the honesty. Yeah. More um, yeah. Cause a lot of times, you know, I'll sing about something, but it's usually cloaked in some sort oh, of, sure. you know, uh, analogy or, mystical illusion or monster or creature or something. And while that still occurs, it's, it's, you know, it's a little more direct. Um, yeah. Everything I write makes no sense at all to anybody <laughs> but me. So yeah, yeah, I definitely yeah. know what you mean. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. I, I can see a little bit of that. Um, I felt like some of the lyrics seemed like pretty apparent. Like, yeah, this is like, Oh, this is definitely what you're talking about. Or at least it appears that way to the listener. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that was completely opaque to me was the, the weird grid map thing you had of instruments linked oh, to the uh-huh. songs. I sat there for like 30 minutes, like trying to like put all that together. Like that's insane, man. Can you explain a little bit what that's about? Yeah. It's so if, if you have, you know, either, uh, or if you have the, um, the vinyl and you open it up the, yeah like uh, like you said there's all the lyrics in the songs but there's weapons all over um the artwork and each weapon has a name and the name is a piece of gear okay and then from that piece of gear or the weapon that it represents yeah 
is a line or a grid that goes to the corresponding song that it appears in. So it really makes this cool yeah. sort of like, it looks like a motherboard almost, it does. you it's, know? It's really cool. Yeah. yeah. I was getting lost in that for a while. I was trying to figure out like when, when the line points to the part of the song, is that where it appears or is it more of a general, like it's just in this song somewhere? Uh, it's in that song somewhere. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so multiple songs will have the same weapon, you know, it'll have right. the same line, but, yeah. uh, and then some of the pieces of gear, like the microphone I use mostly, um, you know, it's on every song. So then it's, that's just represented by a little symbol. Okay. Um, that's yeah. the part that was kind of tripping me up. I was trying to figure out the difference between the symbols and all that. Yeah. It's a really yeah. cool idea, man. I really loved it. And especially for like the looking at it, um, on the vinyl, it's just like this big graphic of lyrics and like this motherboard looking thing and the weapons and yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It was, um, totally kind of stolen from totally kind of, uh, from, uh, Aphex Twin Syro album. He okay. has like, he, he more has like a, it's much more, it's just a circle of all the gear he used, um, mm, that shows mm-hmm. this, you know, but I really loved that. And I, and I remember growing up and still to this day, I like, trying to find out what gear certain artists use yeah yeah and um so that was sort of like so i'm like well i should do that i should just say what i used you know and yeah um and then uh what was the other thing i can't remember yeah well um especially since you're just stating that your gear is so important to the writing and the creative process it makes sense that you'd represent it somehow Mm -hmm. um i'm sure that you're familiar with blood incantation yeah. Uh huh. So before the last Blood Incantation record came out, Paul was texting me these weird diagrams that he was drawing oh. up, and it and when you told me about that, it reminded me of Blood Incantation, because he was showing these diagrams of how he was making spaceships out of his pedal board for his guitar, <laughs> and then it came out in the record. If you get like the special version of the album, you can see these diagrams he made. But it's like. His pedal board turned into a spaceship somehow. I don't know. It was way beyond me. And some ancient that's alien rad. shit stuck in there too. Yeah, that's but, cool. Yeah. And and shout out to uh, uh, Luis Cuervo. He he um, did the uh, layout design for the album. So I, I just emailed him mm-hmm. like a shitty drawing of me like, you know, sure, like yeah. – uh, how I wanted to look, and he he really brought it to life. I was he was amazing. I guess he I didn't realize that work. he did that. I mean, I I only knew of him recently. I didn't realize that he did the record yeah. too. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, um, yeah, and also just a general statement for anyone listening: gear rules, but also fuck gear. Yeah, like you don't you don't <laughs> need like the first Thief album. There's no gear. It's ninety five percent Ableton and stock plugins and uh, just samples. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I agree with you. It can be a great tool, but can, it can also be a crutch and a yeah. hindrance too. Yeah. And you can you can spend so much time on gear, like learning it and playing with it, you'll never make anything, you know? Oh, it, plugins, you can sit there and futz with them for three hours or three <sighs> weeks or three years I and you know. never get anywhere. Just, I know. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I have so many plugins that like fucking the Instagram algorithm, it got me, it shows me the sick plugin, I buy it mm-hmm. and I never use it. Yeah. You know, or or I or I, I you know, it's, ugh, I never it, needed it. Yeah, use it once or twice and yeah, yeah. 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 
That's awesome. Uh, should we get into the record? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. So uh, this is your newest record on Prophecy Productions. It was released uh, July? August? Uh, August, yeah. August. Uh, this, August 27th. August 27th on Prophecy. Uh, best way to get it is through Prophecy uh, mail order or? It depends. I, if you're in the U.S. and you want to support me, and you get do. it through my and you do get it through yeah. my band camp. Okay. Um, but I'm out of vinyl. So you, okay. uh, so if you want vinyl, get it through prophecy. If you're overseas and you want anything, get it through prophecy, save yourself crazy shipping fees. Right. Okay. That, that pulsating is the simless iteratus alter module. So, yeah, modular gear. Um, mm-hmm. Did you dive into it a lot or just a little bit? A lot. You know, yeah. there was some of it, some of it in, uh, I had one row, 104 HP on um, Map of Lost Keys, and now I have two rows. Oh, Jesus. Uh, okay. Yeah. And that's, I'm done. <laughs> it's so expensive. It's so expensive. I've, I've never toyed with it, but every now and then I have people... Even yesterday, Daniel Menchi was like, hey, I've got some modular gear do you, I'm selling. Do you want some? I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, it's a black hole. I'm, I'm struggling with what I have already, you know? Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, so that that particular module is this whole song. Okay. Um, yeah, and that's the same module going through Spring Reverb. Okay. I love Spring Reverb. Me too. So this lyric, do you know uh, what it means to bleed out today's room? It's from a dream I had. I have no, I don't, I have no idea what the dream was about at the time, but I fucking loved the lyric and I just kept the lyric. I wrote it down and yeah. Later, it sorted to morph meaning to me, mm-hmm. you know, through the lens of my life. I love that. Do you write down stuff a lot? Yeah, like, I, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, look at the, he, he, these are just cards from today. I like writing on cards. Yeah. Well, I was just noticing, Brandon. like, even when we're talking, you're like writing stuff down. Yeah, yeah. Just I, words or ideas or doodles, yeah. you know. Yeah. I lose half of them, but. So I'm noticing here too, like a lot of interesting panning work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a head fuck. Yeah. It seems um, like you've been really experimenting with the stereo field even more on this record, with yeah, panning it's an, and yeah, it's an instrument for sure. For sure, yeah. Like right now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's so rad. It can help create like a really nice sense of rhythm, and you know, it's it's also the IDM influence in sure. me. Yeah. One thing I noticed about this record is it seems like there's a lot more like, like this, like this type of like almost like IDM glitchy stuff. Like yeah. you had some of that on the last records, but I feel like you brought it even more into the yeah. into this record. It appears. Here's a fucking heavy crusher part. Yeah. The corals. And stuff. that 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 fuzz is a bass guitar going through a 
Fuzz Factory. Okay. Module. That my friend bought me the module of that. Oh, you wow. know, because usually it's a guitar pedal. Sure, yeah. Uh, yeah. Nice. This one's pretty. This is a pretty trip hoppy song, too. Mm hmm. Yeah, snare just reeks of trip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that synth is, that's a Prophet 6. That's not mine, it's Chris's, and I okay. borrow it all the time. That's my favorite synth, but it sounds I can't afford it. Yeah, even here your vocals are way more up front than yeah. they were previously, I feel like. Yeah. I. I I, f I felt like I didn't have to hide it as much, also, you know? No, yeah, yeah. More confidence. So this is a, there's a Buddhist chant that's like, I am one with blah, 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 blah. Okay. You list, you list like names of the Buddhas and stuff, and I just made it evil. <laughs> I love it, <laughs> I love it. So let's talk about that a little bit. Um, this is sure. something that, even though we've become friends over the last few years, I don't really know much about, but correct me if I'm wrong, but you live in a Buddhist temple. That's right. Yeah. Okay. How does that work? Is that because you live there with Chris too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a, a Zen Buddhist temple mm -hmm. that um, a monk named Maizumi Roshi started in the sixties. And um, it's basically, you know, you live here, you pay rent, although mm -hmm. it's less, it's not, you know, it's usually under market rate, um, with the intent to train in Zen Buddhism. Okay. And that looks like, you know, you're meditating with the community, the Sangha, um, often, you know, you have daily or weekly chores, sweeping, helping the place, yeah. uh, um, participating in, a, in events and, helping steward things along um, and uh, most importantly, you know, working closely with your teacher right? or teachers. Mm -hmm. um, uh, like my teacher lives here. Um, uh, and it's it's great for retreats because we have retreats here and I don't have to go anywhere, you know? Sure, yeah, you're right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the Chris lives here um, is about, I think there's 20 apartments, maybe. Okay. 18 or 20. Um, is that yeah. hard to get into? Uh, yeah, there's a, a waiting list and an interview process. Okay. Um, and they, you know, they got to know your face. They got to make sure you're, you're here for the right intentions. Right. Not just for a slightly cheaper rent. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause they, there have been people here that move in and you never see them. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is another thing I want to talk about. This song. Yeah. Teenage Satanist. Yeah. Is this one of those songs where you're wearing your heart on your sleeve more and being more direct? Yeah, it's 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 a it is sort of a portrait of an artist as a young thief. Yep. Uh, that's kind of what I figured. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um I felt like this one out of every track on this record was was one that surprised me, not only musically but lyrically and thematically. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
it was just for me just kind of out of left field i didn't i didn't expect something like this yeah um but but it just it totally grew on me i mean it's catchy as fuck and it's heavy as hell too yeah yeah it's this one i was so stoked on i it was the second track i finished for the album okay um yeah and i was like all right i'm stoked let's finish this album this is gonna be sick yeah uh, yeah. That is Mutable Instrument Clouds module. Here is a lady talking in German about an organ, a church organ in Lübeck, Germany. Mm -hmm. She's just talking about it. I found some record, some record that's just about some organ in Lübeck. Oh, weird. Okay. And it, it'll play for about two minutes, and then this German lady will talk about it. Mm -hmm. And just fit somehow. Oh, what look. So did you really have a dog named Avarice? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, that'd be tight. No. But uh, if I had a familiar at that time, it would have been a named avarice yeah, for sure yeah yeah i thought it was cool because it it connected with me and i'm sure it connects with a lot of people that are you know i'm not gonna insult you by saying that you're like me but you know people people like us that are not in our teen years anymore but we still identify with a lot of things that we did back then to certain degrees yeah and, yeah and uh I thought it was really cool when you put it on on Instagram. Like, here's a photo of me in high school. Like, yeah, you know, and it's like, yeah, like we're all that. Like, I feel like there's so many people that are doing what they're doing now, but we're also doing that or something adjacent back then. Uh -huh. And I think yeah. that should be celebrated. And I, yeah, I, I felt like that song was kind of tapping into that a bit, too. Yeah, I still very much cherish that spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, of Rebe Rebellion, which there's a lot of on the album. Yeah. Uh, but there's, of course, a lot of pitfalls sure. <clears throat> associated with that because it can easily be a coping mechanism, mm -hmm. you know, or a, a core belief that doesn't exactly serve you or the world. Exactly. Couldn't yeah. agree more. But I appreciate it that it was kind of... Uh... It's not disregarded. It's not, you know, thrown in the bin and forgotten about. You're like, yeah, I was a teenage Satanist. You know, like that's yeah. awesome. Like, and I, at the at the very end of the song, uh -huh. it's sort of obscured, but I say still am. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. 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 See, yeah. that's cool. And like, I mean, as like absolutely nerdy as it was, like I carried the Necronomicon in my jacket pocket every day in high school. <laughs> you know, that's awesome. And it wasn't because. I was like overtly satanic or anything like that. It was just, it was a source of power for me in a place where I felt powerless. Yeah, and in a, yeah, in yeah. In a community that I felt powerless. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. That, that's what metal was for me. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. still is. I mean, mm -hmm. I listen to the new Cannibal Corpse record and I'm like, I am God, you know? Like, <laughs> it fills me with power. That's awesome. What is that? Their 18th album? Something like that. But dude, have you listened to it? No, I need to. Okay. I, I like. I, they do the same thing perfectly every time, yeah, and I and I love it. I, okay, my last podcast, I spent 30 minutes raving about the new Cannibal Corpse, so I'm not going to do it this time. 
But All right, it, I'll listen to it. It's their best record, in my opinion, since Tomb of the Mutilated. Wow, holy it, shit. It's got Eric Rutan on it. It's like whole new yeah. breath of life. It's amazing. It's so good. Oh, hell yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely check it. But Scorpion Mother, this song, is yeah. my favorite on the album, so I don't want to pass oh, this Oh, really? Up. This is my favorite. All um, right. It was kind of a slow grower for me as well, but the organ on this song, your vocals on this song, yeah. it's so catchy. I mean, like this here, and just all hail. Like, yeah. It again, it gave me that source of power. Like it just made yeah. me feel like I don't know. I, there's a lot of things with this record where I felt like it related to me or or the person that I used to be in ways a lot of records don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that because it's a lot of this is coming from that place for me too. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oregon. Uh, I, there's a lot more organ on the album I'm working on now. It's just so vampiric sounding. Oh man, it, it sounds like Cradle of Filth in the best way possible. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's I'll like take this, it. <laughs> not meant as a diss by any means, but yeah, that organ sounds so great. Yeah, there's there's one of the very brief moments guitar is actually used on this album. Is that bring a bang, bring a bang? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, that's such a great song. That that song really is it's one of my favorites. I think it just came out really well. It was one of the last tracks I made too. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember what made this synth sound. Yeah, more in line with the negative teenage Satanist side. Uh -huh. Yeah. I believe this is the uh, look. Uh, I can't pronounce this. Laquatic Ateritas. Mm -hmm. Noise engineering. The, they make a lot of great. Okay. Harsh, harsh modules. Yeah. And there's the other guitar. Oh yeah, I hear it in the right channel. Yeah. Yeah. So I know on Map of Last Keys you're using some records that you would find like choral records and sampling them and modifying them and all that. Were you doing that here too for the choral, choral parts? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'd say probably 80% of the, maybe maybe 90% of the choral stuff you hear is sampled from a record mm. and mangled in some way right very rarely will i use a synth um i usually only will for a pad so that so that really little did you hear that bell the guy going like but it's um and there's a bell yep mm -hmm. that is hold on there's more guitar here this roof is fucking hard uh, so that is a sound of a guy in Iceland I recorded protesting outside of their like city hall. Oh wow! Um, yeah, I've, I've 2009. I've had it sitting on a, a dictaphone forever. Okay, that's awesome. And you just took that one little part. Yeah. 
That's rad. Is that two different keyboard lines there? It's a guitar, a bass, and a keyboard. Okay. All playing the same thing. I think you could really hear the <clears throat> my acid bath influence on this one. <laughs> yeah. Just the low reciting of lyrics mm -hmm. and weird stuff. And so you mixed all this too, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, mixed all my stuff. Mm -hmm. It's the first time I sent it out to get mastered though. Right. I just wanted to try it. It's it's totally worth it, I think. Oh yeah. Have somebody yeah, else it master costs, it. Cost an arm and a leg, and it was yeah. the same. The guy who did it also masters Billie Eilish and the Locusts. So, oh rad! I, I love yeah. both those artists actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. So this guy talking is reciting something from the Bible. It's just some vinyl I found. Okay. Of like I, I can't. I'd have to look. I don't remember exactly what it's about. Yeah. I remember getting this part down to sound heavy was took a very long time. It's usually this. The track will be finished quickly, and then there's usually like mm -hmm. one section that takes forever yeah. to get sounding right. Getting the tones correct and the feel right. Yeah. Just goes to show you can't trust demons these days. It's true. Yeah. If it's a condition, not a curse, and who So this the this part coming up has taiko drums. You know those big Japanese drums? I do, yeah. Yeah. We have one here at the temple. Oh wait, no, it's it's the part after this one. Okay. So that cracking yeah. is I'm hitting the I'm hitting the rim of the of the drum. Okay. Not the actual mm -hmm. not the actual uh, membrane. Right. And now it's gone. That's awesome. Big, burly, heavy. Is that bass? Yeah. And yep. this? Yeah. Yeah. So this is actually originally is a... Forever I've been working on a black metal-ish record. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And that's... This is one of the riffs on it. Okay. So maybe if it ever gets released, you'll hear it in that context with blast beats. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that is Mutable Instruments Clouds running in the Easter egg mode. Makes this okay. beautiful, beautiful, washy, bright, electric sound yeah with a little with a little chorus on it there it goes yeah
That's so awesome. So we play this song live, but we don't do the intro. <clears throat> but I might want to try doing the intro. Was this the first single off the record? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I figured I should do the try and chew route where you release like the you know right the cat the catchiest song the catchy one yeah yeah which uh tom g warrior approved yeah holy shit <laughs> dude that was so cool oh my god that was great yeah i i was excited for the record and so i posted this this video on facebook and tom warrior saw it and actually shared it on his own facebook oh, i love it <laughs> that was awesome so the beginning, that high falsetto voice, mm -hmm. I was singing through this like really shitty tape recorder I bought for like 15 bucks. Okay. Little dictaphone with the yeah. micro cassette case, yeah. And I think this is in, is it in nine? No, it's in seven. Let me see, hold on, I forget. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. No, it's a shifting meter. Yeah, it seems like it's like four and then seven or something. Yeah, I can't remember. Four I'm also eight. not good at theory. You know, it's... It's it's tricky for me too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I took, you know, music theory up to level two or three, level two in college, and I retained none of it. Yeah. I was fucking high the whole time or, you know. Yeah. I was, I was too much of a death metal kid to pay attention <laughs> too much. I was like, I just want to yeah. play grindcore, you know? Yeah, yeah. How do I blast faster? That's yeah. all I want to know. I want my bass to be like Shane Embry style distorted and, yeah. you know, play songs that sound like Carcass. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I can count anything in four. To me, like everything sounds like four because I can count four. So it's like, yeah. I don't know. It, it's confusing for me, for sure. So this video was really interesting. And I feel uh, like in a lot of your videos, you are working with some kind of masked figure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to ask you to reveal what that's about, but I do mm. find it really interesting how um, your videos have this like surreal aspect to it. They're always like pretty dark, kind of surreal. Mm. Um, mm. Are these like? concepts directly taken from the song or do you kind of have like a separate idea that you work the song into or how do you come up with these um, ideas for the videos it varies i i think for this one so to me as long as the video encompasses the mood mm -hmm. of the song um but yeah this one was sort of directly influenced by the lyrics of of uh, yeah, of the song and I don't know how this the idea exactly came to me. It, it's probably because I watched The Professional a million times when I was younger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I knew I didn't want to be in the in the video. Right. And I've I'm so sick of I don't like doing that. And I just thought like I, probably what happened I can't remember for sure. But all the rest of the videos i usually just sit there quietly with my eyes closed and just let images come to my mind yeah. while i'm listening to the okay. song mm -hmm. and and trust that 
that's what it needs to be. Sure. Yeah, and that's great. Even, even and if it doesn't make sense to me, I'll I'll find my way there. Yeah. And uh, I just saw a girl with a sniper rifle shooting people or aiming at at first shooting people and like, no, nah, that's not that's not it. And then I was like, oh, she's going to be looking for something and seeing these horrific images or these strange images yeah. going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was fun and scary to shoot because we didn't have a permit. Uh, oh, yeah. And we're in the middle of downtown L.A. With a with a rifle. With a fucking sniper. Yeah, every time a helicopter came by, we'd like break down and hide the gun, yeah. you know? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was scary. We were very rushed. That's really interesting. <laughs> yeah. This is the track I think I was most hesitant to put on the album. Really? Why is that? It's just, I feel like it's it's pretty different, um, at least to me. And, I mean, totally there's hip-hop influence in what I do, but I am not a rapper. And right. I don't consider this rapping, but I knew people would. Yes. I And I don't yeah. want to be that. Right. I totally understand why you would think that. I feel like it borders on that a little bit. I wouldn't consider it rapping necessarily yeah it's like trip hop like tricky right talk talk yes. rhyming yeah uh-huh yeah this song um I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to figure out how to put this uh the most accurate way i'm really i'm curious about about okay it's that line right there my favorite clubs have spikes through it. Is yeah. That, is that what it is? My favorite clubs have spikes through it? Yeah. Okay. No, so, the, uh, the, club, the clubs I like have spikes. The it. only clubs I like have spikes through it or something okay. like that. Yeah. So when I first heard that line, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like it mm -hmm. really encapsulated the spirit of what you're doing musically in a way I didn't really think about it before. Mm. To me, Thief is a very, obviously, a, it's a very electronic project, but mm. you're very much living in like an extreme metal scene. You're, mm -hmm. you're signed to Prophecy, um, you're in Botanist, you are, mm. you know, definitely come from like a metal background, but you're doing all this electronic, like almost like club music at times that kind of yeah. melds with black metal. And I remember Map of Lost Keys was billed as like a mix of like, choral music and black metal and all this and that line it totally combines like this like club scene culture and black metal mm. in like yeah, one line yeah. and I was like yeah. oh my god and at first I was like I was kind of confused by the line I was like oh my god like do I like that line it's like it's almost like silly in a way and yeah, then the more is, I listened yeah. to it I was like no man that's fucking badass like, <laughs> you know it's yeah. like it's like yeah. you're you're playing with all these like trip hop beats and like even like hip hop beats and all this and you're like but then you're talking about clubs of spikes through it. Yeah. It's so unique. It it, it yeah. just it, it really engages and fascinates me. And and that line for me was just like, ah, oh, yes. Like I'm so yeah. glad he said that. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. That's that's right on the money. I did I thought it was like a very uh like awesome cheeky line. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 
What? And I wanted to make I wanted to make a shirt with that on it, that line, yeah. the clubs that like and oh, spice yeah. through it, but it's expensive doing merch. It sure is. Yeah. Yep. As you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this whole last half of the song, starting from the last time I say the clubs that like have spikes through it, uh-huh. was written in like 2014. Okay. Um, and I just had this piece of a song sitting around forever with no home. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to make a beginning to it, and yeah, I'm glad I, I'm glad I, I did. Yeah, it's awesome. That's so heavy. Yeah. I wish I had the snare up a little louder there, though. Mixing regrets. Now you'll never unhear it. <laughs> so uh, you rented a cabin for a while and mixed this record, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's awesome. Funny enough, explicitly, not explicitly, but um, to help finish the extreme vocals for this album. Oh, and okay. I did. I did all the lyrics for this song in that cabin. Okay. Um, and I, I even changed some of the lyrics, uh, like the beginning line, three ravens or whatever on my path. Like I was literally hiking. And it was like the most fucking ominous scene. I, I, I came around a switchback and there were just three giant ravens sitting there, standing there right in front of me in a row. Yeah. And um, I was like, oh, okay. I know I know what this song needs. Right. And it fit, it fit perfectly. Yeah. But yeah, I did it so I could mix loud all day, all night, no mm-hmm. distractions, and to scream as loud as I want yeah. with without bothering anyone. Uh, This track also, I think I'd had sitting around since 2015. Okay. Uh, Not near as polished and completed, but like this part was done and the beginning part was done. No no lyrics. Mm -hmm. But I often have these like skeletons of ideas from who knows how long ago yeah yeah but i know it's not the right time yet but it will find a home yep i think this is like the most idm of the album yeah it's heavily idm yeah i think i'm just turning on and off distortions and then fucking with the you know the panning and stuff yeah yeah So the synth on this is just a very simple uh, uh, Korg Volca bass. I've got one of those, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the bass and the the lead in this little interlude is all this. Okay. Those things are so cool. I know, man. That was my that was my entry point into modular gear. Is I got one of those. Yeah, I have that and the what is it? The Korg uh, Micro Brute. Yeah, I, I got one of those too, dude, right in front of really? me. Yeah, me too. Mine's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, mine's right yeah. here. But uh, I, th- yeah. I think you saw it in my live show. I have. Yeah, I, I did. I pair those two together and do weird little blips and beats and stuff with them. And it's so cool to be able to do that. That's the only time I've ever really played with anything 
modular like that it's just those two you know together yeah yeah they're great um semi-modular yeah gateway gateway mm-hmm. you know totally. uh into a gear that's so unnecessarily complicated and expensive yeah it is yeah. <laughs> i think i think those two pieces of gear you that's all you need yeah. for mono sense you know oh man the micro brood i've used on so many different things and yeah. uh, the Volca base too. I had a couple of the smaller ones too, like the what is it, the Monologue or something. Uh, uh-huh. And those are really cool too, but they break. I just break them, man. They're like oh really? Like fifty bucks, and I just I play one show and it's broken. So uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the screaming here. Screaming, yeah. Was uh, I had this great huge window that looked out from the second. It was a huge cabin. I didn't need that much room. Second story, this big window looking out. And just screaming at like 3 a.m. That's awesome. Over, yeah, it was, su- it was so super great, man. I love that. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was fun. It's so this great to have from... a space to just focus like that in, and especially oh. a space that's not yours. A change of scenery yeah. is so inspiring, and yeah, you know. yeah, it helps me focus. And unfortunately, I didn't have air conditioning, and I was sweating my oh. tits off during yeah. a heat wave in the summer. Yeah, but. Yeah, this is another favorite of mine, I think. I think also one of the first, one of the first few tracks finish. Okay. Um, probably also the most, man, this one, like I wrote at a, at a really fucked up point. I was not feeling good. Recently? Or was this a while back? This was probably in 2019. Yeah. That, Made a great song, though. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Here's- the thing that stuck out about this song to me is that sometimes it's hard for me to differentiate between your bass and your synths. Uh, and this yeah. one, I'm like, this sounds like a bass. It's, it sounds, it's both. Is it? Yeah. It just. I, I, I feel like I can hear the strings flopping a little bit from being yeah, detuned. It's, it's tuned to like B, and I'm using yeah. normal gauge strings. Yeah. yeah, the beginning is bass guitar, <clears throat> bass guitar, and then here during the choruses, there's also a synth. Sure, okay. Um, I believe it's a Intelligel Dixie 2 module. Okay. Just a just a normal oscillator. Yeah. So that Yeah. It's from Castlevania Symphony of the Night. <laughs> That's great. It's all I'll try to um there's been a couple other ones. I'll try to point it out when they when they appear. It's all throughout the album. That's so cool. I fucking love that game. It's it's got a vibe. It's so cool because you think you beat the game. It's all in this giant church, yeah. cathedral. Here's another one. That little whip. Yeah. Is a is like a sword swipe. <laughs> That's so great. I know. And then when you when you think you've beaten the game in this cathedral, the cathedral turns upside down, so all the crosses become inverted. Oh shit! It's fuck yeah, oh, it is man. fucking metal. Yeah, it's red. The only cross I like is inverted. Yeah. <laughs> Turn that cross upside down. That's right. 
I love hearing about like the little tiny details like that that you wouldn't know unless the person that made it told you. you yeah, know? yeah. Like I, I feel like that's like it's it's so great. I love it because I've done it so much myself. And like yeah. I, I want to share it with people. I want to be like, hey, like this little tiny thing that you barely even notice, like you know. <laughs> yeah. This is That's a this this whole backstory behind it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there it was again. That yeah. that comes in and out of the courses. Yeah, because while it is just a simple little sound, like I have a whole history. There it is again. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. with that, with a whole history with that, with the you. When you add those things, you're adding a like nostalgia of yes. part of you. It's a piece you know? of you. Yeah. 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 Um, I just I love that type of stuff. Or just hearing about people like even when you're saying like oh, I wrote this you know ten years ago and this is like something that I loved but I didn't work until now and I worked that in. Yeah. And, and like little samples from other things like video games or whatever. I just I love that stuff. It's yeah, it makes yeah. me so happy. And it really makes it really adds so much to the recording, too. When you have just even little things that are almost imperceptible, yeah, you know, it's yeah, it's so great. That's why I love Disco Volante in California. Yeah, yeah, gotta love that album. There's a little gunshot there from the game. That's so great. What's next? Uh... This one almost didn't make it on the album. Really? Not because I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. I was just like, fuck. Do I really want that many tracks? 16. And I was like, yeah. And then, yeah, but then I was like, yeah, 15 death sounds, wo- 16 death sounds way cooler than 15 death. It does way better. Yeah. 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 I also want this on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 That's great. This is this is um from a Byzantine Okay. Byzantine uh chant thing. Mm -hmm. much harder to incorporate into music because it's microtonal often. Oh yeah. Um Uh yeah, they don't use equal temperament, you know, they use whatever. So I think I had to do some clever editing. Yeah, it works really well. Yeah. Yeah, this is another one of the heavy bangers. I want to do this one live too. What am I doing here? I think I'm just, I love playing with feedback. Uh, just slamming a compressor or something. Uh, okay, I'll explain it better. So you hear all this like static yeah. in the background just faded. Mm-hmm. So anytime you use a delay-based, or no, I'm sorry, a time-based effect, it has artifacts. Right. So if you, so if you, ha- if you crank. If you put like a utility plug in after that and you crank it to like 300 dB and then put a compressor, you get you'll hear all the artifacts right. that it's added. Yeah, yeah. So that so that's what's going it's on just there. The artifacts. Yeah, yeah. So the ending line here 
I didn't have a line. I couldn't find, think of one. So I'm like, fuck it. And I would just like, let the tape roll and this literally just came out of my mouth. Okay. And uh, my poor neighbors, I did that one in my apartment. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then I was like, oh shit, and I had to go back and change other lyrics because I'm like, that's... I want the song to revolve around uh, that. Oh, yeah, so you're onto something. Yeah. Yeah. And then here you can hear more artifacts. Uh -huh. And um, I'm also using a... You, there, I don't remember what it's called. It's a little microphone. It's not a, it's not a piezo microphone. It picks up the sounds of electronics. And if you put it on like a phone, a laptop. Oh, I know what synth, you mean. Yeah. Yeah, it'll pick, it'll pick up the sounds going on in it. So I, th I think I used it there. I can't really remember. Yeah, I used to have one of those for a phone, and I would like record stuff through yeah, my phone. Yeah, like, yeah. Back in the nineties, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Little suction cup deal. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. This almost was a single, but it didn't make it as one. I've also got another version of it with like a whole extra two minutes at the end. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, there, there was a whole thing I chopped and I was on the fence about it. And Chris was like, it's perfect without it, it's rad with it just release it later with and I was like I think you're right cuz yeah. I bounce a lot of stuff off Chris sure So you can hear there's the normal choir, and then on top of it, it's the same choir pitched up and I think reversed. So okay. Kind of, that's a, yeah. So there's two two layers of it. It's actually not a real organ or organ plugin. It's a synth that just sounded like an organ. Um, I think it was just massive. If you know the massive. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, Yep. VST, yeah. I love it how it's just like so staccato. It's just out. Yeah. Out. 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 Yeah. Out. Yeah. It's hard singing like that in my apartment, man. I know my neighbors can hear me. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. But I just turn the lights off, put on mood lighting, mm -hmm. and just pretend that no one can hear me. Yeah. Luckily I know my neighbors, so it's right. not that weird, you know? Yeah. No complaints or anything? Uh, yeah, sometimes I get a complaint from, uh, Whoever's below me. Okay. Uh, I I don't. My room does not have bass treatment. 
Um, and so I think it really rattles. Yeah. But not from singing. It's always just the music. Yeah. saying there there's it's like i'm i'm saying something through some effect i don't remember what it is though oh well it's such a cool transition there yeah yeah oh yeah this is this is this was an old track too i had the beat sitting around forever with kind of somewhat lyrics like this To me, this one, I'm like, oh, this guy listens to Mob Deep for sure. <laughs> it's like the dark hip hop yeah. sort of backing. Mm -hmm. I should have known with the tarot cards I had. Killed the cross, reading that I'd go mad. Slow to grow, slow to let go. All I have now are dreams where you scream now. And in these dreams, I bend her over sinister. She disappears before I can finish her true vampire stay here totally black witch and the moaning sounds the coven houses that raise up her school the serpent tongue start chanting I never noticed that howl in there before yeah oh yeah the wolf howl yeah, yeah. um that howl is from a record of Robert Redford talking about wolves and their importance and extinction rate. That's hilarious you brought that up because growing up in Montana, the big thing in, in Yellowstone Park was the reintroduction of wolves in the yeah. late 80s, mid to late 80s or something like that. And one day Robert Redford came into my class and, oh. and gave a, a speech on the reintroduction of wolves. Oh wow, yeah, I think he was like had a big part in that. Yep. Yeah, and um, in Bozeman where I grew up, there's a, you know a lot of famous people would basically summer there. You know, like get away from everybody, and there's these huge mansions in the mountains. And so Robert Redford is one of those people. And yeah, he came to my class and like talked about the reintroduction of wolves in the Yellowstone. So. That's awesome. I forgot there actually is a Mob Deep loose reference in this song when I say Chris Fallen and I Can't Get Up. There's a Mob Deep, uh, Mob Deep lyric where he says, I've fallen and I can't get up. Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I fucking love Mob Deep. A little squeaky synth is some VST. It's a soft synth. That's that bright synth is a MX202. Harpsichord. Awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. I love harpsichords. Harpsichord in Oregon, man. Oh, yeah. I wish I could, I don't know how I made this sound, and I wish I knew. It's like a sucking. Yeah, it's so weird. 
I don't know, because I wanted to do it again for another song, and I, I, I couldn't remember how I did it. That's the issue with modular, is once you unpatch those cables, oh, shit. Yeah. it's gone. It's gone. I've, I've tried taking pictures, and it yeah. just doesn't happen. Ambient palate cleanser. So this is uh, some chant music. I can't remember where from. Running through a make noise morphogene. Really cool granule synthesizer okay. yeah. module. It, it it kind of functions as a tape machine almost. Um. And it's pitched, it's pitched up a little bit, quite a bit, and then it's sort of quickly, randomly um, grabbing little pieces of yeah. data or uh, uh, you know from it. So it's just like chopping in and out. Um, really I've cool. I've probably got yeah, I've probably got an hour worth of tracks like this and. I, I have this idea and I might do it. I want to release just a tape, like 50 tapes, mm -hmm. maybe a hundred of ambient work like this. That'd be awesome. And I, yeah. Yeah. In between this album and this next one. And I call it the, uh, uh the gun and go gap, get and go gap. Oh yeah. Which, uh huh. I know what you you're know getting at. Yeah. I know what you're getting at. Yeah. 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 So it's the, uh, time in between creation right. and I, I think the Icelandic um, what not the Vedas that's Indian uh, like the Norse mythology mm -hmm. yeah yeah so it'd be like the creation time in between. in between yeah yeah that's a great idea yeah I, I think I might do it um, I don't know I think people would dig it I don't know how much how many thief fans actually would listen to it you know 40 minutes of ambient work but i don't know i'm such a bad yeah. <laughs> judge of those things i have yeah, no idea me too me too we use that the, that track now is the live intro oh rad yeah i can't wait to see you guys again play some new material yeah yeah we gotta after this we gotta talk about 2022 yeah we do it's coming up. This it is. I know. This was the last song, I believe, the last song made on the album. I knew I wanted a a very free-formed like. A hopeless sort of track. Yeah. I did these lyrics in the in the cabin too. Okay. Or uh, the vocals, <clears throat> which took some work because it it didn't sound great and there was very echoey. Would you bring with you, obviously, laptop and did you have any outboard gear with you or like what was that process like? Yeah, I. Uh, it was a trek, man. I brought my monitors. I have big monitors. Uh -huh. Brought my modular synth stuff, which I didn't end up. I didn't. I don't think I used my microbrew. 
my laptop, uh, my PreSonus interface, uh, my LA610 um, uh, universal audio compressor, mm -hmm. couple mics, bunch of cables, and yeah, it was it was too big. I the table there wasn't big enough, oh, so no. I had to. I know I had to. I had to get like two chairs and stack books on it so the monitors were ear height. Oh you no! Know? Yeah, yeah. It, Damn, it's a bit of a mess, and, and the room was. Should have known, like it was like a cabin, so everything was right. wood. Yeah, it it didn't sound great in there. It was very echoey, so I, I had to make do. Yeah. But I, not only the vocals, I I finished this track there too. Uh, yeah. So this was the last track I did. That's okay. right. Because I did the cabin at the very end of the album's life. All right, finished mixing. And did the uh, screaming vocals, and then I did this track almost in its entirety there. Okay. So that's a harpsichord and the mutable instrument rings. Which I think I called clouds earlier on accident. So for any, oh, I. So this is a recording that the Viet Cong used to play in the jungle to discourage U.S. soldiers from continuing oh, on. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, I can't remember her name, but she had a name. She's, I think she's still alive. The lady whose oh, voice wow. it is, but yeah, they'd set up. Um, speakers all throughout the jungle with sounds of people screaming and um, that lady talking saying like wow. go home Americans you know oh that's creepy as fuck yeah it's pretty haunting you can find it on YouTube I think wow <clears throat> oh yeah I called the cloud the rings the clouds earlier I know this won't make sense to 90% of people but just editors how dare you i know so i've got an alternate ending for this song that if i ever release the extended ending of lover boy i would put this on it too okay and then actually it might be a cool idea to do an ambient tape and add these two on it also oh yeah yeah. Yeah, the alternative outro for this. It's still very like a washy, haunting sounding mm -hmm. thing, but it, it's just a different version. Sure. And the last track. Last one. A seance for eight oscillators. Yep. So I, I love the Intelligel Dixie Oscillator. <clears throat> I only have two. Um, so what I did is I recorded uh, eight, I recorded eight different notes with them mm -hmm. to make a scale. Okay. And then I uh, uh, automated all of them 
to come in it so I could on a, a mixing board oh, so I could right. fade them in and out uh -huh. to sort of so I could play the scale right I got you. yeah if that makes sense yep. yeah so they're all going at once you were just mixing them in and out volume wise that's right yeah. Yeah. yeah that's how they used to do they used to use that technique a lot with like early 1960s electronic music yeah mm -hmm. that's kind of how I do my noise show in a lot of yeah, ways yeah I have right all channels blasting and I'm just mixing in and out and panning yep. and adjusting and yep yeah so often uh well no it's not true <laughs> you're gonna lie to me yeah I was gonna say something I try to do but I never end up doing really oh <laughs> Such a great wanted, closer. Yeah. This, it's so it's a great. Such a perfect closer. Yeah, it's a good resolve. And I wanted to do a music video for this one. Um, but I didn't. filter I'm using is a tip top LP ZZ040 <laughs> it's a it's a module modeled after after the profit 5 filter okay real creamy Was a mistake that I loved. Mm, whatever note that is, I didn't mean to bring that one in. Oh yeah, okay. And I, and I was like fucking with them. I was like, yeah. oh, happy accident. Yeah, I love stuff like that. A little character. Yeah. You can hear like a digital gurgling way in the that. background. Yeah. yeah. It, unintentional. It was just an artifact from. I'm not sure how it made it in. One of the, that notes channel must have somehow got it in yeah. there, you know, from the wires or something. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's cool. Yeah. Again, love that stuff. Yeah. yeah. When you're recording vocals, Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned things like singing into tape machines and stuff like that. But when you're doing like, mm -hmm. like most of the time when you're recording vocals, what's your signal path like into your DAW? Like, uh, like finals, like when I'm doing like final takes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, are you running yeah. it through your, um, your compressor, your upward compressor? Yeah. Yeah. I'm right. So it's, uh, I almost always use, 
a Telefunken Copperhead. Okay. Um, okay, goodbye now. <laughs> when I first heard that, I laughed so hard. I, <laughs> it never even occurred to me that you would do that. <laughs> I know. It's such like a... I don't know. I don't want to... I To me, it's like... It's... I don't know. It's such a... That's a, that's a you know, pretty moody song, and I like having levity. It's so um, perfect. I mean, just from seeing you live so many times, you know, I, it was yeah. just... It made me very happy to hear that. And that's the other thing is like, well, I am bringing in a live element with Thief with some of these tracks being heavier. Yeah. And that's how, if you haven't seen Thief live, not you, but the whoever's listening, uh, you know, I don't use, I don't talk. I use the computer to yeah. talk. Um, but yeah, the signal path is the the Telefunken Copperhead or a SMB or a SM7B mm-hmm. um, and goes straight into the... Um, LA 610 compressor okay. preamp yep. um, and then into my interface, which is just a, uh, a PreSonus FirePod. Okay. They're not, they're not that great, but they're like, it's like 150 bucks and you get eight channels. Yeah. Um, That's really good and, for 150 bucks. Yeah, absolutely. And when I used to do a lot more instrument based stuff, like old bands, um, it was, you know, you can record a drum set with that. Oh, no for problem. sure. And it yeah. sounds fine. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then just straight into my um, computer. Uh, and then I'll do, you know, I, I think most of the compression is done with the LA610, but I, I still will use um, some, uh, um, what do you call it, in-the-box compression. Sure, use some plugins. Yeah. 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 I always find it interesting how people use outboard gear compared to you know, plugins and things like that. And like what people are working with. Most people I know that are kind of in a situation like you and me, like doing like a a lot of like home producing and and whatever, it seems to be a nice mix between outboard and in the box. And I just, I love that marriage of Mm -hmm. those, those two different, you know, the dichotomy there is really great because you can go crazy with plugins you can go mm-hmm. crazy with outboard gear too, but it's going to cost you a fortune. I just, mm-hmm. I, but I, I think it really makes a difference. Um, one thing that I love about Thief is that you do have the electronic elements, but you also have the organic elements. And with mm-hmm. my last record, Moonbladder, I was really focused on that too. Um, Yeast Mother was very electronic. It was hundred, like almost hundred percent electronic, like mm-hmm. way too much so. And so Moonbladder, I was like, I'm going to bring in some acoustic drums here and there. I'm going to get some real guitars. I'm going to get some, you know, vocals, like things like that. And like the organic feel of like tube compressors mixed with, Mm. you know, like modular synths mixed with plugs. Like that's ideal for me. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Shout out to Moonbladder too. That shit's awesome. Oh, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And you know... You don't need, like out the plug-in game right now is so amazing. Like some of the like the waves recreations of like the oh, classic dude. art, they're so they're really good. And yeah. to to the point where um, Andrew Sheps, uh, he's a really accomplished, famous mixer producer, yeah. um, who had you know, millions of dollars in outboard gear mm-hmm. doesn't use it anymore. Yeah. He went full in the I box. Know. Most producers I know that are like actual professional producers that make a living off of it hardly use any mm-hmm. outboard gear. 
mm-hmm. um, engineers when they're recording, they'll they'll use it. But people who are like we're talking like mixing, and mm-hmm. a lot of times mastering engineers too, they're all in the box. Yeah, I work yeah. with a guy here that is a mastering engineer. Um, Timothy stolen work. He's amazing. Grammy nominated mastering engineer. And he uses tons of outboard stuff. But mm-hmm. aside from that, like most people are in the box and cause the plugins yeah. are so good. Like I've got the waves SSL collection and it's so good. That's what I used to. Yeah. I mean like the compressor, the, uh, and it's just, it's, it's so transparent. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I just throw like a little bit of like an SSL compressor compressor on Me my too. master bus just like catch uh. those peaks and man it just glues everything together in such a nice way it's amazing yeah 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 i you i i use that ssl compressor on uh pretty often on vocals i would yeah. say on i would say on map of lost keys it's on every uh vocal track yeah yeah i um I use a lot of the plugin or the Pro Tools default plugins too. Like the compressor is really good, the EQ is really good, but man, mm-hmm. that SSL is—it's great. Yeah, and the I got a lot of those Chris Lord Algae things too. Like uh-huh. I've got like his his vocal pack and his bass pack, and yeah, the, the vocal pack is amazing. Like it's all over the last cultured d- record. Oh really? Yeah, I, I gotta listen and see if I can spot it. Cause I I I like some of the Chris Lord algae ones. I like his uh, the compressed. God, I can't remember the actual outboard they're emulating uh, with his strictly compressors, the blacky bluey one. But I remember not loving his uh, vocal one um, or the guitar one. I think I like the bass one, but I didn't play with it too much. Yeah, I like the vocal one. Um because you can start with a like a I don't I don't remember what it's called but it's like male vocal preset and you can start with uh-huh. that tweak it and then what I'll do is I'll you know run that and any other vocals to uh auxiliary with some mm-hmm. you know delay and stuff like that on it too um but I think it's a really great starting point to get ma- mostly the compression on there I thought was mm-hmm. was really great um mm-hmm. so I, I use those those CLA things a lot along yeah, with the I can't remember the CLA compressor I love. Oh, well. Yeah. It's out there. It knows it's loved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's, I, I'm, I'm way into that. I'm way into the, the outboard stuff. I have a lot of outboard stuff and honestly, none of it's even plugged in right now. Oh, really? Yeah. That was my yeah. goal for this year is to, I've pretty much got my studio dialed in. Um, mm-hmm. but my goal for this year was to take every cable out of everything, rewire everything. I mean, I've got this whole like amazing setup of, of rack gear and I just, it's not wired. So I never use it. Mm. Right. Right. But right. if I, if I spent, you know, a day wiring everything up, getting everything like all perfect, um, I would use it and now I just don't. But I don't, yeah. I don't miss it though either, you know? So mm. the only thing I, li- I really do like doing is I've got some pretty great preamps, like two preamps. And I love to record vocals and like synths and through stuff like that through there and get some of that natural, like tube dirt in there. Yeah. That's, that is one thing I have not been able to reproduce to my ears with, um, uh, plugins yeah. mm-hmm. is like the LA six tens 
uh, yeah, like overdrive tube dirt. Right. It's, it sounds so perfect. Yeah. And I never have to touch it. Like maybe I'll EQ a little, like I'll, I'll do a high pass, you know, get some low end mm-hmm. uh, gunk out of there. But like, yeah, it's almost like set it and forget it. Um, you can hear it on, uh, what's it called? Uh, Night Spikes okay. is, is, is overdriving the tube in the LA610. Yeah. I just, yeah. especially for vocals, it adds so much character that I, yeah. I love doing that. So you know, I'll use that here and there, but I got to spend more time with it too. It's so easy to just yeah. pull up a plugin. I know. I know. And there is something to be said to, I, I, there, I love ha- be, having the hands on control Yeah, me too. And, and, and just flipping around. And I think you learn a lot more about signal flow and synthesis or whatever mm-hmm. by tweaking it yeah. on your own. Yep. Um, definitely. And, yeah, that's part of the reason I have. I've always used, I've always used a MIDI controller for my Pro Tools, so I have oh. like an actual mixer where I can use the faders, I can use the pots, all that. Yeah, um, yeah. It's not always a hundred percent necessary, but especially for mm-hmm. mixing, I love to do automation with actual faders. Oh, that's an art form right oh. there. Just the, just the, the nuanced, uh-huh. you know, yeah. little poke on the fader, yeah. and I love it. I, I feel like it makes my mixing a lot better. Um, and I can do well. I had I had the Command Eight before this, but now I have the new S One, so I can do eight tracks at once of automation. And so for certain things, yeah. it's great. I can just like old school. You know, it feels old school. You're just putting your fingers yeah, on the yeah. faders and you're just feeling it. But the great thing is, like, you fuck up, you just go back. You know, <laughs> you yeah. don't have to recall yeah. this shit like in the old days. Um, yeah. But uh, I love doing that, and that's pretty much what I use the MIDI controller for is mostly just like automation of mm-hmm. mostly volume, but I do it with panning and things like that too. Um, but man, yeah. it's a great tool. I love it. I used to do that a lot with um, the APC, APC 40, which is an interface that is made for Ableton. So you just plug it in and all the parameters are mapped oh, yeah. automatically. And that's awesome. Um, I, yeah. I, and I used to write a lot, a lot with it. Um, what's the what's the track uh uh skin to jade off the first album mm-hmm. is all um externally sequenced sequenced okay. so yeah. i'm like bringing everything in on its own using the uh, apc because right. it's it's so jammable oh that's awesome yeah 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 well and you know having said that then there's something to be said for not worrying about any of that shit and just going for it and that's the yeah. problem I get into sometimes is I, you know, playing around with tones so much on VSTs or things like that. I'm like, I got to find the mm-hmm. perfect synth. Like, this is good, but maybe I can find something better. And then, oh, but what if I EQ it this way? What if I just start it this way? And, you know. Too many options. Too many, too many options. options. Yeah. You know, like some people, and Chris, do, Chris does this, as soon as he gets the takes, the take he likes and a general sound, he'll bounce the stem yeah, and so we can't. He can't go back and edit it. I, I've done that a few times. Um, I always regret it. it yeah, me too. <laughs> I know. Me I'm. Too. I'm like. I'm so fiddly, you know. Yeah. But I. We should do. Did I ever tell you about the twenty song game? I don't think so. I can't remember the actual title of the game, uh, but oh, ICS International Composers Society. I think it's called. Anyway, you get a group of friends. Or just one other friend, 
and you um, you have 24 hours to either uh, write 20 songs or 20 minutes worth of music. Okay. And then and then at the end of the session, and you do it all alone. Everyone does their own thing. Yeah. And then at the the next day, after 24 hours, you all listen to each other's stuff. Interesting. And it's, you know, okay. you have fun. But it's a great way to completely strip yourself of any um, uh, like luxury of fiddling sure. and finding yeah, the yeah. right tone. You got to get it done. Yeah, you got to get it done. And like, you know, so you can have a prize or something if whoever actually gets twenty songs. You know, because right. most um, so there used to be like a community online where you could just join other people's groups okay. and you could meet up at someone's house. And I did that a couple times. You just meet you know random people. And, yeah. Um. Yeah, really, it's uh, really fun, and um, you end up for or I usually end up. Let's say if I make fifteen or eighteen tracks, two or three of those usually end up um, a killer song later. Right. You know, I'll go back. I'll something. go back and yeah. start start. You know, fleshing it out. Um, trying to think what song I've released that is like that. Uh, oh, Frost Breath. Oh, really? That's um, one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, I was doing the game with an old friend from Orange County, and I think I only ended up doing like seven songs, and I was like, I'm too tired, and I just stopped. Um, but yeah, Frost Breath was, uh, uh, came from That's the 20-song awesome. game. I kind of yeah. feel like uh, my friend Adam from Secret Chiefs 3 was telling me about that. He had something uh, like I, that. Yeah, I believe actually one of the, I, uh, I remember hearing that, Okay, so do you know the band? Oh fuck! There's the the like baby is in the name. They were Stolen in that. Yeah, yeah. Stolen babies. Yeah. I went to I went to a twenty song game night, uh-huh. and the uh, the the singer, the girl. Yeah. I, I don't remember her name was there. Okay. And I think I remember hearing from her that the one of the guys from Secret Chief says that. Yeah, was, that's yeah. I I think that Adam told me about that just a few months ago, actually, and he had yeah. some like a bunch of recordings laying around from that yeah, yeah that's a really cool idea yeah 20 songs in a day though i mean that's 24 hours yeah that's i don't know man <laughs> most people don't hit the 20 yeah. song mark 20 you know, minutes and, and yeah i could do 20 minutes in a day i could easily do 20 minutes yeah. you know i could just f- fucking flip on some drone right you know yep. like here we are Done. yeah yep yeah <laughs> yeah it's super fun. Uh, I haven't done it in years, but we should set something up one day and do That'd it. That'd be cool. I'd be way into that. Yeah. Yeah. I love challenges like that, you know, like yeah. just gets you out of like what your normal workflow is and what your normal like mindset is. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I told you I'm working on this solo record that is just stripped down. Like it's not what I usually do. It's very, mm. usually I'm trying to do too much all the time musically. And this is, I'm just trying to chill out and stretch things out. And, uh, yeah, it's hard. It's mm-hmm. hard for me. Yeah. Yeah. There's no time for criticism, you know, like in your mind when yeah. you're doing that. And I think that sort of spontaneity opens up, um, some very valuable creative paths. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Uh, you know, it's like, uh, you know, it's you're you're basically Im- improvising right away. Yeah, um, and that's something else I'm totally. really trying to embrace lately is more the improvisation. 
you know, it's, mm. it's, it's pretty new for me. Um, right before the pandemic, I was, I was doing it. I was doing live shows by myself and with other people, um, mm-hmm. like Ron Verode, mm-hmm. and we just get up out there and just play for 30 minutes without ever rehearsing. And it's very freeing. Mm-hmm. It's very uh, mind opening and expanding. And I was really starting to get into that. And then COVID put an end to that, but I'm hoping this next yeah. year to start doing more of that stuff where I can flex that muscle. Cause it's just something I've yeah. never really done before. It feels so good. Oh, like when you, yeah. if you're, if you're doing it with someone else and you like lock into something, oh, yeah. It's so cool. Oh, man. I don't know how good it sounds to the other people, yeah, but it, you know, kind of doesn't matter to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fuck that. I mean, it, it depends. It depends on what you're doing, obviously, but dude, it reminds me of that show we played in Eugene with the, Oh God, that was so cool. That was so amazing. What are they called again? Uh, what is it called? Eugene difficult music ensemble. Yeah. I think I gotta, I have to re-listen to that cause I haven't listened to it since I don't know. Since since you sent me the actual recording, I think yeah. I listened to it, you know, once and sent it to Robert and had a laugh and enjoyed it. Oh man, it was so great. It, yeah, like they're like a experimental group from Eugene, Oregon, and they invite people that are playing at this venue. What is it? Old Nick's Pub in Eugene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I played, Thief played, and then they played, and mm-hmm. then they're like. Oh, like you should play. Let's all, let's play. all play together to the, to, to the, uh, the video projection thing. Yes. Of like symbols and stuff. Right. Yeah. There are visual cues visual going cues. along a, like a grid almost yeah, but, and, and you interpret it however yeah. you want. Not notes though. Just visual right. cues. Right. That was crazy. It was so fun. That was the last show I played. That's the last show I've played. Like, so that's been almost might two years. Be, might be. I mean, we've played one show. Well, we played a show, an album release show. Um, yeah. But since then, I wonder if that's the last one we played too. Yeah. Might it might have been. been. Yeah. 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 That was like right before everything shut down. That was mm. late February, twenty. I remember just like reading in the news, like, damn, you read. I, if you read about this COVID thing, this is, this is weird. Yeah. Man, China's got to get their shit together. Yeah. It's like, what the hell, man? And then man. boom. Yeah. Yeah, that was nuts. I remember we played that show and then I went home and I remember telling my friends like, man, that went so well. We did this like short tour. It was amazing. So great. I'm ramping up to do more. And then it was mm-hmm. literally the next week. My work was like, you're working from home until further notice. And like everywhere is like, Hey, we're shutting down. And then all of a sudden like, Oh, people are dying. I'm like, wait, what? Like mm. I'm supposed to be playing more shows. What's going on here? Right. Oh, so you, you transitioned earlier, I guess. I think it, it hit the Pacific Northwest harder first than it did LA. I think so. Seattle got it really bad. Yeah. Seattle and San Francisco. Yeah. And then, cause it wasn't for a little while that I was still having to go into the office at the day job before they, uh, told us to not come in yeah yeah it was only like a week or so after that eugene show then they're like oh mm-hmm. don't bother coming back in for a while so mm. and i've been working are you back to work now nope it looks like it's gonna be permanent yes yeah. see there's a silver lining yes, in all of this there is. Yep. is it these fucking antiquated dinosaur uh-huh. like ideas that you have to be in an office mm-hmm. 
to be productive yeah. is going out the window. I actually just, I'm changing jobs right now. I just put in my two weeks. Um, and a big part of it was because they wanted us eventually to come back into office yeah. still. And they had tried several times during the pandemic. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, I can't fucking do that. Like, not only for like health reasons because of COVID, but like, dude, l- my work life balance and happiness it has skyrocketed yeah. being able to work from home. And that's for, I know some people like going to the office, sure. but yeah, but fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah. I don't, it's my, co- my work is work. I don't, you know, it's, it's not, I don't get into the community spirit at work. Yeah. That's not my, that's not my jam. I love my job and I love my coworkers, but man, it's great to, uh, not have to spend an hour in a commute every day. And it's great to, oh. if it's slow at work, I'm still working, but I can also, I mean, I've like, I've written music while working. Mm-hmm. I've mixed mm-hmm. records while working, you know, it's just mm-hmm. it depends on the, on what's going on. And like, for yep. me, that's just a total game changer or even yeah. just like throwing in a little laundry or oh my God, dude. saying hi to my so wife or my kids, yeah. you know, it's just, yeah. it's amazing. So so great so great yeah looks like it's permanent for me lucky you i my new my new job i have to go in once a week it could be a lot worse and yeah and for that and for like you know it's like a pay bump and everything i'm just like okay that's fine Uh, once a week is much better than eventually having to go in full time or even part time so damn yeah well that's great i'm glad you're able to do that yeah Hopefully it goes well. Much better for your uh, physical and mental health, I think. Yeah, 100%. I'm an old man now. Yeah, me too. Getting tired at 8 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. Well, man, this has been awesome. Is there anything else you want to talk about with the record or mention? Um, Well, Uh, we should should talk real quick. Uh, You mentioned that you're writing a new record. uh, uh Uh-huh. Is that far enough I, along to talk about, or? Yeah, I mean a, a little bit. There's not much to say mm-hmm. about it yet. I'm still finding my way with what, it, how exactly it's going to be. But pretty much right after Sixteen Deaths came out, mm-hmm. I just I, I was writing new stuff, yeah. experimenting, and yeah. So I've got probably. This sounds a lot more than it is. I've got like ten tracks, maybe maybe twelve that I like, mm-hmm. and I want to finish them all. And they not they're not going to all be on the album, but whatever like maybe two that really come out the best. I'm probably going to use those to help shape the rest of the album. Okay. Um, and each one of those like ten twelve tracks, they're quite different. Um, they're all sort of going a different direction. You know, there's a couple of them that are really mellow and sad. There's a couple of them that are really heavy. There's a couple of them that are like super IDM. Sure. Um, yeah. But I think before I, I really embark on the next, when I really start, you know, getting solidified in the tracks, I, I you know, I'm playing with the idea of having, uh, it be a concept, a concept album. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know how I feel about that yet because I don't really, I'm not a huge fan of concept albums mm-hmm. in general, but I like the idea of having it almost play out like a novel in a way. Right. 
because uh, you can make there's so you can make really cool connections. Yes, you can throughout the album. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe. Uh, and live next year or this year? Yeah, we have one show coming up on December tenth. It's a free show here in LA. Um, and then next year, I'm hoping spring 2022. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, I can't find anyone in LA that wants or that can tour. So, um, I don't know. I'd love to come up to Pacific Northwest again, do some shows with you. Definitely. And, uh, at the very least, you know, I might do, uh, not the fucking Midwest. What do you call it? Arizona and New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Maybe do a long weekend tour. Um, yeah, it's it's been tough finding shows. A lot of places closed down. Yep. Uh, the the you know the mid the mid size to bigger venues are like so book solid. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, well, I know, and uh, it would be great. Go ahead. Well, I know um, Azoth in Portland is now open for business. Oh really? Yep. We just opened up. Oh great. Um, we're we're doing like a slow open, uh, but mm-hmm. we had our our first event last week. Um, we're starting to book events slowly, but surely. Um, Hell yeah! Congrats. Thank you. And I know that Substation in Seattle is now having shows as of next week. So. Is that where we played? No, we played uh, the Highline. That's right. Yeah, okay. Substation. I've actually never been to Substation, but next week, um, To End It All and Spirit Possession and Sue Tech Hexen are playing a show. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So this I played it. I, there's some places up here to play. Botanist played a show once with Sue Tech. Oh, really? Hexen. I love Sue Tech. Yeah. And the dude, I uh, can't remember his name, uh, from there uh, did the. Uh, Art the, the oh. layout for the for the first Thief album. Oh, Kevin. Yeah, Kevin. Yep. Kevin. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. I didn't know he did work. the the art for that. Okay, that's awesome. The the layout. Yeah. yeah the layout. The, that's not what I mean. the. Yeah. 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 Great. Well, cool, man. Um, yeah, I I'm sure there's a million things I could say about sixteen deaths that I'll remember as soon as we sign of off. Of course. But. Well. You can just text um, me in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Will do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have one question left. Um, mm-hmm. Why do you hate music? Oh, man. It's so fucking. Music's so pretentious, and everyone, everyone gets involved in the, their stories, you know? Yep. And fucking. Why does this snare always have to fall on the, you know, <laughs> same spot? Yeah. I was, you know, I was thinking that the other day. I was like driving, listening to music, and uh, I was going to, I was going to see my dad, and I was like, it's all, all these fucking drum beats the same. Yeah. It's always like, how do I fuck this up? How do I really fuck this up? Yeah. So I was, I started thinking about that, and then I was like, well, it works. I think there's something about at least in Western. Yes. Uh, brains mm-hmm. where that is the form that we're used yeah. to and that makes sense to us. You know? You're totally right. I mean, yeah, snares are usually very predictable. It's all, why, why has it got to be on the three? Yeah. Or the two? 
I don't know. I mean, it depends on the, Something on the beat, brain. obviously. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're totally right. So many drum beats are just like, oh, that's just what I've heard before a million times. Mm. You know what I, there, what I, the thing I hate about music, <laughs> I say this very lightly, but I think it's so important to search for underground unknown music because if you're just listening to the radio or the, or the bigger bands in the underground, you're, you're, the, the music that you're receiving is being filtered. Yes. And um, especially with, especially with pop music, um, you know, or the, you know, radio music, you're hearing music, uh, that is often coming from someone who probably had a privileged, privileged life yes. or something, mm -hmm. which is fine. Um, uh, but you're getting, you're, you're missing out on perspectives that you are not going to get, um, yeah from like outsider music or, you know, uh, bedroom artists who don't want to be big. They just like making tunes, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's definitely true. That's a thought. Yeah. It's about ex experiencing um, other viewpoints and other cultures and other yeah. walks of life. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. hundred percent. Yeah. I wear the, I hate music t-shirt all the fucking Do you? time. That's great. Oh, not only does it fit mm -hmm. and feel amazing, um, and I look great in it, but it's, uh, I just love the statement. Yeah. It's such a, it's <laughs> such, it's such an aggressive, non-aggressive statement, yeah. you know, like it's, and people like it. They're like, that shirt's, that shirt's rad. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's my, my buddy's podcast. You should check it out. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. I mean, um, I named the podcast I Hate Music because there's this crazy band from Ohio called Fossil Fuel, and they had a song called mm -hmm. I Hate Music. And mm -hmm. it was ridiculous, but I love it. And the chorus is something like, I hate music, it's full of fuck, and if you listen to it, it'll make you dumb. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, just there's something just so appropriate about that. Um, yeah. And then over the years... Um, doing this podcast and just, you know, having my life's focus on music so much. Uh, it's really interesting to hear what people say and like, why, mm. like, why do they hate music? Um, mm. The first person I asked actually was uh, Dan Swano from Edge of Sanity and Bloodbath and Pandemonium and all those bands. Mm -hmm. And he had the perfect answer, which has always been my internal answer is that it's all consuming and it's all I think about day and night. Uh, see, that is the answer I wish I had. And that's the perfect answer. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's all consuming mm -hmm. and it, it, Damn. it, uh, yeah, it can, it can cost you all sorts of things, you know, in your life if you're not careful. Um, yeah, absolutely. From relationships yeah. to money, yep. to, uh, greed, to jealousy and envy, to sanity, uh, to san so I've got sanity, sleep, yep. Um, hearing loss, um, erectile dysfunction. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a big and one. And it'll, it'll, it'll make your kids use drugs and worship Satan. Teenage Satanists, hopefully. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's the music's fault. No, I love your answer too. I mean, it's all kind of goes back to, 
you know, similar ideas, I, I feel like. But uh, I appreciate you wearing the shirt. I am uh, running low on those shirts and hoodies, actually. Mm-hmm. And I've mm-hmm. already got my next design in mind as soon as oh, I run sweet. out of these. And I'm pretty... I'll pick up a hoodie of the next one. Cool. I'm really excited about the next one. It's it's yeah. it's going to be rad. Um, yeah. Dylan, thank you again for joining me. This has been amazing. I love your record. I love your work. And I love you. I love you too. Let's uh, let's play some shows next year or ASAP. Yeah. Um, for anybody listening, uh, go to earthandsound.org for uh, everything that I do. This podcast, my merch line, I just came out with some amazing, beautiful Thief shirts and hoodies. Yes, um, he did. God, they're so great. I just got them a couple days ago. Uh, there's only a few left. So uh, check that out. Beautiful long sleeves, beautiful hoodies. I've also got designs from Confessor, Disharmonic Orchestra. Uh, just so limited editions. Limited editions. Limited editions. They're all super yeah. high quality, very comfortable. Limited edition designs. Mm-hmm. I just sold out of Sculptured. Sold out of Nuclear Death. Um, got some things in the works right now that I'm very excited about. Plus, you can get my recordings from bands like Snares of Sixes, Karata, Dolvin all the other shit that I do. Um, Hell yeah. So check that out and please go to Thief's Bandcamp to support Thief. Mm-hmm. And uh, look for a Thief and Jason Walton show near you next year, hopefully. Hell yeah. Dolvin, Dolvin sounds like my uh, half-breed cave-dwelling brother. <laughs> oh, yes, it does. <laughs> That's great. Dolvin! <laughs> Dolvin! Dolvin! Come here, Dolvin! Arr. <laughs> and you can only say Dolvin. Yeah. Dolvin. Right, yeah. Dol- Dolvin. Dylan. Dil- Dylan and Dolvin. Dolvin. <laughs> right. That's amazing. All right, Dylan. Thanks again, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks, dude. All right, talk soon. Alrighty. Bye-bye. An Earth in Sound Production.